You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Ryan Davis. the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Shut up. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Davey Eyeballs. He is Ringo Von Dingo. All hail the king of ginger ale. It's Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? I'm okay. I had a, uh, I had a bit of a week. Oh, boy. So did I. You oh, go yeah. first. I have two things that are not great, but you go first. So last time, flashback, you know, there was, it was a simpler time. It was a happier time. We were yep. doing this podcast. It's Monday night. Sure. Right. Yep. Last week, and I'm like, yep. you know, it's the first day of my school vacation. Nice for Thanksgiving. Yep. And I immediately hang up this the the phone, as it were, yeah. for this podcast. Yeah. And you know, I, I drink a lot of like soda water and ginger ale, like on the podcast. I don't know if you I have a soda water right here. Nice orange cream, orange vanilla one. There you nice. go. That looks nice. Yeah. So I as as I am wont to do, I do a little burp. And then I immediately think that was, I go, that was weird. Like that didn't feel right. Right. And then I proceeded to throw up for the next three days straight. Three days of throwing up. Three days. Like I couldn't hold down any food. How much? Very first day. Did you lose a lot of weight? I would imagine you lost quite a bit of weight. I lost like, I think I lost like eight pounds. Gross. It was, uh, oh, it was just gross. And it just. I I haven't like felt right since. Would you have the bug? What was that? Yeah. So 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 here's the other thing I want to rail against right now. I and I don't care for here um, lofted beds. My kids love their lofted beds. Okay. However, create space. You can go where you can have put a desk underneath it. They go on the bed a, up top. They have two little desks underneath. Yeah. They get a little reading nook underneath. Yeah. However, when they get sick, they just go right overboard they don't have time to climb down and like all that stuff that's a mess still so not... the whole house so, was sick everybody was yeah sick? so so quinn got it first so she got it like friday so she missed school friday oh. and then so i threw up monday and then tess came home from school on wednesday the day before thanksgiving and was just like i'm i'm kind of tired and when she says she's tired coming off the bus that means she's about to throw up got it that's code for yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now my wife has it good lord dude so we just ripped through all of us yeah that sucks that is gross that is not good mm-hmm. how about this so uh we went to my wife's parents my in-laws sure. same thing we went to for thanksgiving right and so we didn't leave i had to work wednesday night so we didn't leave till thursday morning and uh one of the lights was on in my wife's car so oh dear. and we knew we were gonna take it because her car's bigger than my car. And so yeah, we got all the stuff and the two kids were like, All right, you go get it checked out. She got it checked out 
wasn't great, but it wasn't anything crazy. Brought it back. And they're like, oh, you're good. In like another 10,000 miles, you're probably going to need blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, fine. So we pack the whole car. And by we pack, I mean I get the stuff out, and then my wife arranges it so it fits. Correct. And then we shoehorn the two kids in. It's like we said we were going to leave it uh, 930. It's 930. Oh, no. Uh, nine. Nine on the button. We, yep. I turn the car on. I'm like, all the lights are. It looked like a fucking Christmas tree. I'm like, what are all these? Were these on before? She's like, no. And it dry. I back out of the driveway, drive down to our neighbor's mailbox, and it's like kind of shaking. So I shut it off, turn it back on. Can't move it. Can't move the car Thanksgiving morning. Now, thankfully, Thanksgiving, we uh, didn't make it like to the highway or anything. But at this point, I'm like, what the fuck do we do now? So then I go and get my car. We have to unload all the shit from that car into my car. Thankfully, we don't have a super busy street. So we're like, we're just fucking leaving it here. We can't like, what are we going to do? And so now it's getting towed tomorrow. And then who knows how much that's going to cost. Fucked us. So that's one thing. You can't really help me with that. Here's the second thing, which I think maybe you can. As as a student of comedy, I feel like you can help me with this one. Okay. So on Thanksgiving night, so I already had the car thing, but I put that behind me. I put on a brave face, and I had a, I had a nice time. Sure. I just, I had like a, just like a throwaway line, which I thought was funny. And I also, it's like something that people say. And let me just, let me rewind. I, I, I was so taken back by the reaction to the joke that I forget what the setup actually was, but let's just say it's this this still applies. This is this is insane. It's it's a, you had to okay. be there, but I want you to hear me out. And you can also help me out. So it was something along the lines of, and this wasn't what it was, but for the sake of the the payoff, this makes sense. My wife says something like, Well, we're gonna run a 5K, and I go, What do you got? A mouse in your pocket? Right, something along those lines. That to, you, yeah, they had never heard that. It was as if I offended the entire room. They had never heard that before. They 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 were like that. They're like, we don't know what that means, and it's not funny. I'm like, the fucking mouse. It means her and the mouse would do this this activity. It means I'm not right. included like, in the no activity here. The whole fam like iced me out. I was like, you've never heard. What do you have a mouse in your pocket? You've heard it. I've heard it. I thought, yeah. My it's dad like told me that. One, like, year, I remember being like a little kid, and my dad told me, and it was like, really put me in my place because I was like, hey, we're going to go do this. He's like, what, are you going to mouse in your pocket? <laughs> like, it was a killer. Yeah. I well, was that's how you say, like, how you say things. Oh, like, we're going to do this and be like, I don't want to do that right. thing you're saying. Right. You should go by yourself. It's a funny way of saying that. And, and it's, thankfully, it's, I spoke up because it was just met with real awkward nothing. silence. And a lesser man would have just buried his head and eaten his stuffing. And yeah, me, I go, yeah, I go, hold on. I go, Wait a minute. What, what's the problem here? Do you guys not get it? And they're like, they're like, what, what is this? I'm like, that is a classic saying. And it that was like classic saying. Yeah. Never heard mouse in your pocket. God damn You're it. Tyler. You, God damn you it, never Tyler. heard this. That's a, cl it's such a, I'm like, yeah, maybe it's not the funniest joke in the world, but it gets the point across. And they were like, what are you it, talking about, a mouse? I was like, oh, god damn it. Uh, well, the, the thing that, as, it, as, a, as you said, I'm not saying I am. You said it. As mm -hmm. a student of comedy, right? Having to explain the joke that's brutal. makes it inherently not funny. Yes, but I also right? was like. you have like, to explain it. Yeah. 
I but I at that point I was like, all right, I know I'm not gonna get like a follow up laugh off of it, but I need to explain where I was coming from at the very least because right. they were just like, and I wasn't being a dick like, or like wrong? weird. Yeah, like what is he insulting us? I'm like, oh, I'm not insulting yeah. you. That was the that was the reaction as though I was insulting everybody there. And this is the Thanksgiving table you did this. Thanksgiving table, yeah. Yeah. Ain't nobody... By the way, nobody's running a goddamn holiday 5K in this house. It wasn't that. No, my wife didn't. No, she was, was not loving like, me in either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I forget what yeah. it was, but it was like a classic, like, what, do you got a mouse in your pocket? Oh, uh, no shot. Yeah, you, you need to... Come on. That was tough. That's. I'm sorry that happened to you. That should have never <laughs> happened to you. Thank you. I yeah. knew this was going to be a safe space for it because I was everybody's like uh, ganging up on me. Then the next day, like the rest of the weekend, they're like bringing it up. I'm like, for fucking sake, forget about or the mouse in the pocket. Or they're using it wrong, like Ron Burgundy doing like when in Rome. He's like, hey, can you pass the can you pass the cranberry sauce? A mouse in your pocket? Like, no, that's not a, yeah, that's, that's not right. the joke. That's not how that works. Well, then they're like, how come they say that? How come they don't say you have a cat in your pants? I go, because realistically, you couldn't fit a cat in your pants. I go, you could have a mouse in your fucking pocket. <laughs> That's where it turned into. Because you wouldn't say in a fucking cat in your pants and then like then Cece heard cat in your pants and then she starts dying laughing. I'm like, all right, that is funnier, but it also doesn't make any fucking sense. Speaking of students of comedy, Cece Keefe is a true student of comedy. No doubt. Yeah. She 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 definitely loves it. I could do the CC joke of the day. I know people don't love kid stories. CC joke of the day. So we just tell jokes in the car all the time and they're like yeah. it's the same ten knock knock jokes. And then every once in a while she she branches out and makes up her own. Here's one for you. Try this one on for size. Yeah. Why did the pickle go to the pickle store? I have no idea. To buy tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so I fucking That's a good joke. I love it. I was like, dude, I go, keep telling that one. I go, push that one. And then I told her, I go, the key to comedy is repetition. Repetition is the key to comedy. So I go, Absolutely. I go, Absolutely. the kids in the playground don't think that's funny. Keep telling it and she's like what? and then treat them as if they don't know right. what the fuck funny is like you don't get it then you're a moron look at this so kind of split in the chat people you know, have not heard it they have they have heard it man yeah super oh. split in the chat i'm surprised so there you go that was mm -hmm. that was my thanks hopefully everybody out there had a good thanksgiving as well as uh we turn towards the holidays there's or uh, at least like all the christmas stuff we're gonna get to Later on in our best ofs, that's coming right around the corner. Can't believe it, for God's sakes. But, right, we're already backed up, so let's get to this. This week in the yeah. All right, uh, Fargo Season 5 is currently in my DVR. Have not had time to watch it. What about you? Watch the first two episodes. How was it? I'll tell you later. Awesome. Good tease. Good tease. Mm -hmm. Don't leave now. Where, where are you going? Don't leave now. Gonna, Don't leave now. You're going to miss it. <laughs> yeah, JT brings up a good point. I should have responded with the mouse in the pocket. <laughs> Just take a shit. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> then you, that, that would be shit. all you hear is somebody drop their fork onto the plate. You don't hear anything <laughs> else. That sound. You're like, all right, I'll be back. Uh <laughs> It's the greatest. It's the greatest thing. <laughs> Take a shit. Take a shit. So funny to me. It is so funny to me too. Yeah. I remember the first time it happened. It was a, yeah, an old Gears of War like Gears burn. Of War. And yeah. We're like, Jesus, we fucking died. Take a <laughs> shit. Uh, good shit. All right, so yeah, I haven't watched Fargo yet, but I'm I'm looking forward to your review of that. All right, we uh. 
here's the movie news of this. So Melissa Barrera, who has starred in Scream 5 and in Scream 6, yes. she is reportedly out of Scream 7, uh, according to, is it Spyglass, who makes the movie, the production company, says that her posts on what's going on with Israel and Palestine were hate speech, and so she's out. Now, I, this is a... Dork Podcast is not a place where we're going to certainly solve no. what's going on over there, and you can save your emails. We're not going to... We are not going to solve it. However, I saw what they said about what she said, and so, again, my friends call me Whiskers because I'm curious like a cat. I didn't read all of her posts, but I certainly read more than a few. Personally, I couldn't find the hate speech in it. I don't know uh what's going on there and i'm like man this is kind of an interesting thing if you're like a movie studio you start you got to go through every single person's stuff and just like make sure everybody agrees with you i guess otherwise you're gonna have nobody in your movies and like you this is why they say i'm curious yeah. like a cat yeah. is because i also went through her posts and all of these things and from what i could tell she is very against children being killed so which is a, what such a brave stance that i mm -hmm. get it it's divisive that's no, not i'm being sarcastic yeah. and i'm yeah. being frivolous with this whole thing like it's not political to say like kids shouldn't be being bombed yeah, right i don't care who the fuck it is like i don't I, care who it is right right i'm not that's not political to me yeah right so i, I don't know it's not to say hey israel stop bombing palestine and killing children right or saying palestine stop bombing israel and killing children that's not political it's just what's happening it's right. not hate speech it's right. not anti anybody no. it's pro kid right no right? she even had and a then, few posts like she was reposting stuff yeah. but then she also had like a lengthy post about you know i you know not when, like when we talk about one group we're not we're not talking about every single person like we're not talking about every jewish person when we're doing this and no. i'm just like oh my goodness gracious and so what I'm told then is that Jenna Ortega is now out. Yeah. And due to scheduling conflicts. But then Boy, I was the I went day, down this rabbit that hole. That day. That day. And apparently someone overheard her on the phone talking to whatever production company. Yeah, I saw that. And she and they were like, no, nah. she's like, no, nah, I'm busy. And like, <laughs> we haven't told you the date yet. She's like, I'm busy. Right. Cause that's what they're saying. They're like, yeah. oh, she's making um wednesday season two so she can't be in this movie they're like we haven't even said when we're filming the movie and so like she's yeah. out of the movie and, so, like, and they're like uh beetlejuice 2 and they're like yeah, yeah that's already we haven't started filming that yet either because they're apparently like best buds they play sisters and scream five and six if you guys haven't seen it but melissa barrera and jenna ortega so basically this is also the same studio that this is a completely separate issue but they lowballed nev campbell for scream six and she was like fuck it like i you got to pay me what's fair. I'm not going to be in it. So they already made a Scream movie without Nev Campbell, but now legit their two other stars aren't going to be in this one. And I'm as big a Scream fan as there is. There's no reason. You, you got to make it something else. You got to call it a different movie. It's not Scream if you're not going to have Nev Campbell or uh, Jenna Ortega and Melissa Barrera. It makes no sense. It's, it's a perfect time to kick in our idea. That's right. In From the killer's point of view. Ghostface. Ghostface. Call it Ghostface from the Book mm -hmm. of Scream. There you go. <laughs> yep, I'm with you on that. Uh, Napoleon is currently in theaters now. Ridley Scott's new film starring Joaquin Phoenix. Currently on Roddy T's, 61% critics, 60% audience. 
Um, so, and it's been funny, like listening to his responses to people who are like, this isn't historically accurate. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of, you know, things here that blah, blah, blah. It's a lot of conjecture. And he'd be like, go fuck yourself. So to me, to Ridley Scott, I would like to say, listen, man, I, I love your work, but this fuck yourself. I'm not going to go see this movie. It's this, this movie is useless. Yeah. It's too bad. Cause it could have been good. Like Ridley Scott walking Phoenix. You're like, all right. There could be something here, but yeah, now it's just but like the subject matter. Like, do we need this right now? <laughs> the Napoleon movie? Do we need this? I think we need this as much as we need like Secret Invasion season no. two. Well, we're getting it. No, actually, I don't know about that, but no, yeah, no, eh, that's that's fair. <laughs> Wrestling news. It was Survivor Series over the weekend. Now I missed it. I don't. I feel like Thanksgiving weekend's not the time to hold a WWE pay per view. However, a lot of people at home. I guess there's a lot of people, but a lot of people are also traveling. And then they moved it to Saturday nights. They've been doing a lot of Saturday night pay-per-views instead of Sunday night. Long story short, all that to say this, CM Punk back in the WWE. Are they that desperate that they're like, maybe this guy walked out with his tails between his tails between his legs. How many times? Uh, and everyone in the fucking business is like, this guy sucks. Like, <laughs> no one likes working with him. Why do they keep bringing him back? Like, fans don't really like him anymore either, it's right? Kind of, yeah, like, uh, I'm I'm a little bit more numb to it. Like, so when he left, and then he did, like, this podcast, he went on his buddy's podcast, Cole Cabana, who's no longer his buddy, because they were getting sued on that, and then, like, they ended up suing each other. That's a whole long story, but they were best buds. Now they are for sure not best buds. And... He was very adamant he'd never go back to WWE. He, like, hated Triple H. He hated, like, the medical staff there because he said he got hurt and, like, whatever. Like, he, they fired him on his wedding day, like, this whole thing. Right. And then, but wrestling fans wanted him. Wrestling fans and WWE fans, they would chant CM Punk during, like, non-CM Punk matches, like, for years and years and years. And then he tried UFC. That obviously didn't go great for him. That did not go well. No. And then he, he popped up in AEW. And he was a big ovation, like a big, awesome thing. I don't really personally think like there was a whole lot there. He wrestled some of the younger guys, which is maybe what he wanted to do. And then next thing you know, he got all pissy with them. He had like a backstage brawl with one of them. And then there was a whole yeah, fucking and there was thing. Some weird press conference where we didn't yep. know if it was like a work or a shoot, as Correct. you would say. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then he ended up getting suspended. And then he was just gone for a long time. Then he did come back. And then he was gone again. But wrestling's so classic. Like, the guys could be like, you'll never work for this company again. And then, like, a month later, like, look who's fucking back. And so he's back. I've, just speaking for myself, have way less interest in him now than I used to. Like, I used to be like, oh, I want to hear what the reaction's going to be because the crowd goes crazy for him. Now, one thing of note, and this could definitely be a work, but... I guess he came out. I haven't watched it yet. He came out at the end of Survivor Series, and from what all like the reports are, is nobody really knew. Like outside of Triple H and a couple other people, like they didn't really warn people. Like his music played, nobody really knew. And there's a video of Seth Rollins like losing his shit and like having to be held back, and he's like "fuck you," and he's like going crazy. Now, a hundred percent could be a work. Or it could just be Seth Rollins fucking hates CM Punk, and it's kind of a good well, reaction. And that's what I was going to ask you, because I was under the impression that Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns fucking hate him. And they're like your two biggest earners right now, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they, why they would might, you do that? I don't know. I guess just to... I Well, one thing Shake I Shake up remember, the apple cart, huh? Well, there's that. The apple and cart, then, the apple stand caper. <laughs> Sharon Itty. Uh, <laughs> they were going to do... Uh, I read over the last 
three days or whatever, they've had like 26 million, like either like YouTube or like Twitter video views because of this. So, I mean, I guess that's why like, this world is so fucked up. <laughs> as Kyrie Irving once said, you're doing it for the likes and clicks. And so I guess yeah. there's that. But anyway, CM Punk, maybe we'll have R- R- Rossi on at some point to explain if this is good, bad, or indifferent, because I don't really know. I don't, I don't really know. Uh, you know the, the website Ranker? Ranker? So they recently, they must have gotten, like, they got, like, a ton of votes on this. So the most hated TV characters of all time were released. And I'm looking at the top five. Again, we could do a whole episode on this. There's, like, I think they had, like, 100. Top five. Do you want to try to take a stab? Don't worry about the order. Just name somebody, and I'll tell you if they're in the top five and where they finished. Andy Bernard. The Office. Not on there, but I could understand it. Um, Pam Beasley? Is Pam Beasley, Pam Beasley on there? Nobody from The Office made the top okay. five. Right. I feel like Toby they're Mike probably too. on there, but yeah, nobody from The Office. Ross from Friends. Not on there. I fucking hated him, not, too. Not on there. Uh, Ooh, Dave in the chat has one of them. Dave in the chat with Cersei. Cersei Lannister. Okay, Cersei so Lannister. Joffrey? Is Joffrey on there, too? Joffrey's number one. Joffrey's number one. Joffrey's yeah. one. Cersei Lannister is five. So two from Game of Thrones. Okay. How about this? There's three from Game of Thrones in the top five. Oh, so uh, let's see. Um, the guy who is even like more. Di- the mountain? No, not the mountain. He's more diabolical than Joffrey. Was a bad guy like after Joffrey. Oh, uh, Littlefinger. Littlefinger. No. Not Littlefinger? No, no. Who? Ramsey Bolton. Oh, shit, yeah. He was such a fucking guy. Yeah. Oh, he was awful. Oh, what a prick. He, yeah. was, he was such a shithead. Uh, and then uh, Skylar White, number three. I, I, You know. I know. I get it. Yep, I get it. So, like, what would anyone else do in that situation, you know? But I know. That's, that's just me. And, uh, who, and who's? An anime character, Shao Tucker? No idea. No idea. Got a ton of votes. Um, yeah, I would say if for me up there, like Pam Beasley is a, is an absolute villain. Mm-hmm. Um, who did I say? Ross from Friends. Yep. I'm trying to think of like other shows that I watch that I just like I just fucking hate this character. Like I just want them to be done. Um, yeah. Had another good one. You got any? I like, dude. I would I would have had Joffrey Ramsey Cersei probably all up there. I go back and forth on Skylar because, like, when you watch it in the moment, I definitely remember hating her. But then if you rewatch it and you're like, now that you really know Walter White, you're like, I don't know if I fucking hate her as much. You know what I mean? I don't like, really hate her yeah. as much, and I, I get it. But, yeah. you know, in those moments where she was, like, trying to help him but then, like, fucked him out all the money. Like, you know, if you're going to be – if you're going to help, help. Yeah. You know, that was my whole thing. If you're going to be in for a penny, in for a pound, like, don't. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Like, give all their money to Ted Beneke to like pay off his taxes. God damn it! Dude. Which I, even then I do get because like that was tied into what they were doing too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, shit. yeah. Who else? I don't know. We have to come up with our own list and then compare it. I guess. To, yeah. Uh, Maybe Dork Madness, worst TV character of all time. It's true. Yeah, we could we could flip it on its head. We've done a lot of best ofs. We could do some worst yeah. ofs. Uh, Willem Dafoe talking about his Beetlejuice two character. I guess he's going to be a police detective in the afterlife, but his his uh, he, his backstory, as he says, is in life I was a B movie action star, but I had an accident, and that's what sent me to the other side. I hope it's his character from the Boondock Saints. It'd be amazing. 
That guy is so he's a so he's, over the top, he's so ridiculous. Perfect, perfect for a Beetlejuice movie is Willem Dafoe. So I'm absolutely exci- yeah, I'm excited for this big time. Uh oh, actually, you know what we have, Rye? Let me I finally saved off a couple of photos here. So that means Oh yeah, should I have bought this? Send in your uh should I have bought this submissions to dorkpodcast at gmail.com, especially because it is the holiday season. And maybe you're gonna choose to buy yourself something. I think we've all done that. There's no shame in that. And so you can submit it, $25 minimum, uh, with a picture, a brief description on why you bought it. So let's pull this up right now, Rye. Here is John who runs our uh, Reddit, head on over to uh, yeah. hashtag dork podcast on Reddit, get all kinds of good videos. And he, he digs deep too. Like there's videos from like two, three years ago on there, which is fantastic. Um, so what right. am I looking, what are we looking at here? Well, we have, yeah. What do you think? John jumping from an airplane. Correct. He's like, he I bought himself <laughs> a little experience gift. He goes, I've heard enough of this podcast. Whee! All right. Wee. He goes, uh, <laughs> hey, guys, ever since I did a tandem skydive on my 30th birthday, this might be him and the fellas there. Look at that. Three guys having a, having a jump. Let him go. looks like point break. <laughs> he goes, uh, I've wanted to get my solo skydiving license. To earn the license, you have to do 25 solo jumps that cost an average of blank apiece. Then you can skydive anywhere in the country just by showing up at a drop zone and buying a, quote, lift ticket. So at a total of blank, what do you think? Should I have bought this? So John, remind me, is the one who also bought that incredibly expensive dinner, right? Oh, I think so. Yes. I think that was John, I, too. So, I so this kid, this, this bro is going to spend his money, right? <laughs> sure. He's not going to take it with him. So I know... Oh my God, the worst gift of, you know, like pepperl skydiving. This is a quick aside, you know, pepperl skydiving and like pepperl mass, like right on, like next to like Hollis, New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. Like a yeah. person dies like once a summer. Oh, Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> Tell me if this is not the worst gift you've ever heard of. My mother got my sister a thing for pepperl skydiving <laughs> on Groupon. <laughs> No, I have no desire. Did you get a fucking Groupon? I have like no desire. So, you, do you want to um, jump out of a plane? Is that something that you're interested no. in? No. No. Um, I did at some point, and I'm like, you know, I, I think I've I've hit that age where I'm 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 good with that. Now. You jumped out of a plane? I, I think, no, I there was that age where I was like, oh, let's oh, do this. I want to do this before I die, and now I don't. I don't anymore. Um, I don't. So, does this cost? I mean, if you just twenty jumps, twenty five. This cost like twenty five. So, uh, does this cost like? 200 bucks a pop like every time you do this less it's less than that it's less than that yeah yeah that's yeah. it it's I, yeah my life is worth more than like 175 bucks <laughs> people like it though man people like the thrill people of like it. it you go up there you yeah. feel that wind in your face you look down everybody looks like ants that's kind of neat that's kind of neat and the picture the picture that he's yeah. it's a fisheye picture of him jumping out of a plane and it actually looks really fucking yeah. cool and they but throw that harness on you it's got to be real tight in the crotch Oh, sure does. Yeah, sure does. Well, you know what they say about those? After having been ropes course certified for a lot of my life is like, yeah, if it's tight now, it won't hurt later. If it's loose, it's going to hurt later. Good point. If, if it hurts now, it won't hurt later. If it's loose, if it's comfortable now, it'll hurt later. 
That's fair. All right. So yeah. do you want to take one stab at it? And then I'll just tell you how much well, it costs. What am, I, am I guessing on how much it is for one or how much for the entire thing? Do the, do the whole kit and caboodle. Do the quick math okay. in your head because this will be how much he spent in total in order to get a skydiving license. All right. I have to pull up my calculator. But I'm going to say right now yep. that it's going to be like $175 a jump, right? Times. Bringing the total. I'm going to say, I'm going to round up and I'm going to say $4,400. What if I told you he was able to do this for $2,500? How much does it cost to jump out of an airplane? 100 bucks a jump. 100, That's crazy. 100 to throw. Well, no. So he said to earn the license, you have to do 25 solo jumps that cost an average of 100 once you get that, I'm not sure what these like drop zones. Maybe you have a deal once you have your license. That I don't know. Maybe it's like you got to get your man hours up, and then now, oh yeah, yeah, now that you have your man hours, time. dude. I don't know. I mean, this is sort of in a way a gift that keeps on giving. It's not for me. Yeah. I have zero interest in jumping out of a goddamn plane. But if you're into it, like it's not if like a one time investment. And he can just do it himself now forever, right? Right. Oh, oh yeah, he can just be jumping out of planes. So I think of like that. So like long-term investment, I would say yes. But for me, I'm not spending $100 to, $100 to jump out of a plane. But <sighs> for you, John, I love it. For you, I love it. I know you're in the chat right, right now. Yeah. I love it for I'll you. I'll go. I love it. I love it for you. Should I have bought this? Yes. If you're the I in this case, I guess, yes, you should have. This and is how we do it. This is how we do it. Yeah, that is just not... Not on my list of things to do, but and less expensive than I thought it was. Yeah, good by point. a lot. Yeah, good point. So yeah, take, take that for what it's worth. Take that for what it's worth. All right, let's get to let's get to the next uh, portion of the program. Here is we're ripping through. It's time for Davey's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, Dave. All right, so did we talk about? So you hear my voice just crack? By the way, <laughs> you sound like Morty. Yeah. yeah. Do we? Are we? Are we? So, um, did we talk about that the live action Zelda game is now getting greenlit? Did we be talked about this yet? No, I don't think so. Yeah. So there's a there's they're greenlit the live action Zelda movie, which is cool. They got I forget who the director is. It's not someone I'm like overly thrilled about them having as a director. What I am curious about is. Machine Gun Kelly, yeah, took to social media. The gun and said that he wanted to play Link, and then he said, no, "Take a hike." If he doesn't get cast as Link, there will be problems. <laughs> I'll kill myself. What? What? Pray tell, my dear man. Will the problems be for anybody? I got a pretty good idea. What become the... more irrelevant? I got a pretty good idea. What they'll be? Grab his dick and twist it. Will you continue to make music for girls who wear Cookie Monster sweatpants to gym class? Possible. Is that the problem we're going to have? Po the are you going to pick pick fights with rappers who are well above your station? Dude, hilarious. Like it's not uh it's not my joke, but it was when he was like he lost the rap battle to Eminem so bad that he changed genre. <laughs> he, st <laughs> he stopped doing rap music after he lost Eminem all like, together. All right, I'll do it. Did start dating Megan Fox. That's fine. You get points for that. You get points for that. But yeah. then there was those stories of them like sharing each other's, having like vials of each other's blood. All right, all this stuff. Like, mm, let's just stop you right there, real quick. Hypothetically, you're with Megan yes. Fox. 
And Megan Fox is like, you know what I'm super into is like just like a little bit of your blood. You're not going to give her like a little bit of your blood? I would give Megan Fox a little bit of my blood. I'd give her I don't so know much I'm blood. Kidding. I'd be like passing out all the time. They'd be like, what's wrong with like, Keith? How like, much you need? <laughs> what happened to Keith? Like, oh, he's donating so much goddamn blood to Megan Fox. He looks like, remember that? Remember that that drug commercial with the girls like flat on the couch? <laughs> you just look like that. He has no blood. He has none. He, is... <laughs> he doesn't look right. What's wrong with him? He lose late? No, he's fresh out of blood. No, he gave up all of his blood because he never knows when Megan Fox wants to taste. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently we're going to have problems when he inevitably yeah. does not get oh, yeah. You know what? You know what? I'm sure we'll never hear about it again. Is there somebody that you want to be Link? That was my question to you. Oh. Like, who would you want to be? Michael B. Jordan. It would have to be Michael B. Jordan could do it. Yeah, for sure. I like Michael B. Jordan. Um, who would you want to play Zelda? Oh, um, is this kind of because it's what about um, what's her name who played Sansa? Sansa Stark. Yeah, she could do it. She'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Anya Taylor Joy is like great. She's already Princess Peach, so she can't be Zelda too. But yeah, oh, she would be a good Zelda. Did you read that thing? Was that a fake thing on the internet that was like Anya Taylor Joy could be Silver Surfer in the Fantastic yeah. Four movie? Yeah, so they're talking about her like the Silver Surfer being a woman, which has happened in the comics. It has happened, but yeah, I don't even mind that as much as I don't think I want Anya Taylor Joy to be that character. It would so, just be her voice, essentially, right? I don't want her voice. I don't want her voice doing that. She she does like she can do any accent. Have you heard the scene that video? We're we're off topic here, but anyway, it's fine. Um, did you see? So Ubisoft, who makes Assassin's Creed, so they have Assassin's Creed. Um, is it Mirage that just came out? Anyway, um, over Black Friday, they they toyed with having in-game ads. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! And then people were like, "Fuck this!" And they were like, "Oh, we did that by mistake." Come on. Like, no, you didn't. Stop. In-game like, ads. Every time, like, like, oh, yeah, I didn't. That was, uh, yeah, I got hacked. Like, no, you didn't. Like, you you did that on purpose. <laughs> That's stupid. And, like, you thought, like, what, yeah. like, in between, like, load screens, you're just going to throw up a fucking ad? Toss an ad in there. If you out of your mind. Yeah. That's terrible. Please, I'm, I'm begging you. It would be the death knell of the video game industry. Do not put ads in fucking single player games. You know would be hilarious? Fucking Assassin's Creed. Assassin, you get the new Assassin's Creed. $70. Ad free, twenty five dollars with ads. Okay. I would buy seventy dollars all day long, yeah. all day long. I cannot do ads in games. I get inundated. <laughs> I tried to watch Twitch the other day. Oh, brutal! Dude, every yeah. five minutes, every five minutes, there's ads. It's yeah. the worst. It is the absolute worst. Even our um, YouTube channel, because I'm trying to squeeze out a couple of nickels here. They just fucking but pump I hate, it full. I hate the shit where they're like, "Oh, it was an accident." Like, no, it wasn't. Like, there's no way that was an accident. No. That was d- done on purpose, quite clearly. Right. That's like the, again, explaining jokes. Like if you tell like a really bad offensive joke and then no one laughs, you're like, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. I'm just kidding. Like that doesn't undo the joke. You're for idiot. sure not. Yeah. Right. Then um, you just hit him with the fucking pickle store joke and people, you're going to win them back over. Here's <laughs> here's uh, here's something that's no joke. Okay. Tekken 8, their PC spec- uh, the spec- specs came out. You know how big this game is? How big is it? 100 gigs. It's as big as Red Dead 2. Ah, laser beam! It's better than fireballs, you pussy! Oh, my There's God. a lot of game modes there. That is a 100 gigs for Holy Tekken 8. Holy shitballs. I'm yeah. going to have to get the, Maybe uh, we'll the get hard bullet. disc. 
What do you think? It doesn't matter. Oh. All that all the hard disk does is load it onto your hard drive anyway. Yeah, that's true. So then or most yeah. of it. I'll have to, yeah. That's is that still um, February or March? March? No, it's February? For second eight? Uh, they might yeah, either Coming I think up. it's the end of February or early March. Yeah. Um yeah. so last thing, I do have my review of the Bluey game, if you would like to hear that. Of course I would. Um it's not very good, but Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I were to sit down and I was like, all right, I'm going to try to like complete the Bluey game 100%, it would take me an hour. Like it is the shortest game I've ever seen. But you can play Keepy Uppy whenever you, I, I, to me, like I don't think that's the point. No, like, right. my Obviously kids will play not. it over and over and over and over again. Like they'll watch an episode, but it, like, so did they play really it? Funny. Did they play it yet? Your kids? Oh, yeah. They love it. They love they it. Love it. Okay. But it's like, but um, I can see them tiring of it very quickly and like there was one mm. instance where you get stuck a lot there's a lot of bugs okay and like test so we i have i'm a family of two daughters much like the same the healer family yeah. so we all have our characters and my daughter Tess was playing as bingo as she she's like i'm bingo so i'm playing as bingo and you play as dad i'm like i could cool yep and like it's one of those things where like whoever first player is the camera moves with them oh yeah so like she, I was like in a corner, like looking for something and she tried to run into the next room and then she wound up like under the map <laughs> and like, we couldn't get her out, but she thought it was like, cool, it was a big test. We have to start the game up. Like, no, no, no. I'm having fun. <laughs> so she didn't know any better. Like, All right, but, fine. Hey, as long as you have um, a good time. It's, I mean, little kids love it. Should it's, I get it's it? Great. Is that, a, should, is that a good? I would, it's, it's like 40 bucks. It's not worth 40 bucks. Okay. When have you ever heard me say that a game isn't worth? No, I know you have it. So let, yeah, maybe yeah. I'll wait. Maybe I'll wait on it, and if they ever drop it like in half, like in a yeah. few months, then maybe if I'll it was grab. like twenty bucks or like fifteen bucks, get it for sure. All it's right. not worth forty bucks. Fair enough. So that's that's the Davies video game minute. Very good, dude. Y'all ready for bisque? Topic du jour time, Ryan. Well, I'm glad you asked. It's the topic of the day, and today I wasn't paying attention. I'm today. Sorry. Blue Eye Samurai, the Netflix anime series, which ran for eight episodes. First one, an hour. The rest of them all around 45 minutes. We'll begin, as we do with all of our TV and movie reviews, spoiler-free. Ryan, Blue Eye Samurai, did you like it? Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 you do. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, this was insane. This was fucking awesome. And I remember we've talked about it the last couple of weeks here and there. Davey mentioned it when it came out on the pick of the pod. And, and I was like two episodes into it at that point. And I was like, all right, let me. I'm like, I got a lot on my plate right now, but let me give it a go. And like, I was sucked in immediately. What drew you to it? Did you just see it pop up on the main menu or? It popped up. It popped up on Netflix, and as as I am wont to do, I'm like, all right, let me see a little bit about this. And I looked at the voice acting cast, mm. and I was like, oh, they got some pretty heavy hitters here. Like, I'll check this out. Yeah. And the animation style, like, I watched the trailer, obviously, and the animation style looked really cool. You know, like shades, and I was reading about it, like shades of Kill Bill. I'm like, fuck it. I, I think it was like we were in between shows. Like we had just finished Ahsoka. Yes. And then. Loki, yeah, Loki was Loki, coming up. Ahsoka, yeah. yeah, and I was like waiting for the rest of um, uh, what do you call it? Invincible. Uh, Invincible. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, so I'm like, all right, and I just finished Gen V, so I'm like, all right, I'm right. in between shows right now. I'll just let this rip. Like it's six episodes, <laughs> eight episodes. Just go ahead. 
and I'm so glad I did. I am so glad you did as well. I I, I probably would have skipped over it. Um, it was funny you mentioned it, and then like two nights later on uh, the Rich Keefe show on Wei, Fitzy mentioned it as well when we were talking TV. He was like, "I'm two yeah. episodes of this. This is amazing." I'm like, "I'm like, all right, well, all right, I'm I'm watching it." Uh, you've definitely watched more anime than I have. Uh, your favorite couple of anime series for people out there that should dive into this anime series. Um, I love Death Note. Okay. Um, One Punch Man. Uh, Dragon Ball is pretty good. Um, but, but I'm more like anime movies. Like I, oh, yeah, I got yeah. into like like Ninja Scroll, like Vampire Hunter D. Yeah. Um, trying to think of like all the mo- I had a bunch of them, and I would watch them constantly. Obviously, Ghost in the Shell, Akira. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like I, I like all the classics like that, but. I think a lot of them are on Netflix too, right? They are. I'm not as up on. Oh, there's a streaming service, Crunchyroll, that's just all anime. Oh, oh shit. So, and the hardcore people are into that. Like I, uh, but I think the last really good one I watched was uh, all the way through was uh, Attack on Titan. I watched the whole thing, and that's really really good too. Yeah, so definitely. Um, yeah, really good shit. All right, so the premise of this is you're in 17th century Japan, and you the main character is a half white half japanese sword master and they're out for revenge or as i like to call it sweet sword justice look at this fuck yes look at that thing full tang sweet 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 sword justice uh against four americans who shouldn't be there they do a really great job of explaining to you at the beginning of this sort of the time and what it was like in japan and how mm-hmm. there was like they closed the borders, and yet there are these American guys in there, and they're doing some shady business. They're doing business they shouldn't be doing, and so right away, just based off of that, it's a great story. And then there's obviously a, a few major uh, details left out of that, but uh, overall, the story right, it's great, and it, it's also uh, somewhat layered because. Within the main character, there's a there's a few of the supporting characters, and how they kind of interweb with each other, I think, is nearly flawless. Oh, absolutely! I was I was googling something as you spy. Okay. I wanted to bring something up later, but yes, you are yes. Uh, it's all it's all the the storytelling in this is phenomenal. It's sick, and it's like oh, like a, like a, oh, of course they're gonna do it this way, but then like it's just it's so laid out perfectly great action great sword scenes you mentioned not just kill bill like tip of the cap but like straight up like kill bill like uh what's like the next level on top of tip of the cap uh just a big brim pull on this thing yeah uh we mentioned the the uh the sexy time there's some sexy time in this erotica full of erotica this this series is oh full boobs and bush boobs bush uh yeah. octopus stuff like whatever you're into they got there, it there is octopus stuff <laughs> yeah. there's octopus. Yeah. i mean mask pegging yep yep mm-hmm. <laughs> light just a little diet pegging light yeah. pegging we're not gonna be right listen we're not gonna give the whole thing away I know you haven't all watched this yet but now you're like well, i gotta stop what i'm doing and check this out uh, the comedy is also pretty good. I think there's a few kind of funny parts. You're not, you're not going to piss your pants laughing, but there's like some good like levity to go along with how serious a lot of the stuff is too. Yeah, and especially a couple characters who kind of bring the yeah. funny a couple yeah. times. Yeah. Um, one in particular. Yeah, so it's clearly a must-watch from both of us. Uh, and we're getting down to it. There's like a month left. There's probably only going to be another couple of shows 
that we both finish in time for the dorkies. So this one just this one gets in near the buzzer. Uh, what is your dork score? And I'm curious if this is going to end up getting nominated for show of the year. I think it might be. I'm going to give it a five and a half. Yeah. Hard, rock hard, five and a half. Could be talked into a six. I was back and forth today. I was thinking about it uh, extensively, and I think I am going to go six. Give me a and six. I'm, I have one possible thing we'll get to in spoilers that could make it a five and a half, but then I was thinking to myself, if that is the criticism, probably not worth taking away a whole half stone, but I'll tell you what it is coming up. And for me... I love when this happens when you do because I I'm like it's a definite five and a half that could be talked into more yeah because we don't do quarter stones right no, no. so the average score is a five point seven five which is exactly what it should be yeah that makes sense that makes sense how's how I feel about it yep I agree all right very good so uh, let us know in the chat if you're in the live chat now what your score is for Blue Eye Samurai or you can also hit us up on Twitter Instagram and uh, yeah Dork Podcast. Uh, or at Dork Podcasting. Also, email us dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Anything else non spoiler? No, let's do this thing. Spoilers! 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 Here come the spoilers! So, the one thing I was going to say, and I then I realized, like, this maybe, I'm saying this now before I forget because it sort of jumps ahead to the end, but. Because it wasn't a self-contained story, part of me was thinking we're going to get sweet, sweet justice in the final episode. And the fact that the final episode is a to-be-continued, like there is some resolution, mm -hmm. but then there's also it's a to-be-continued. I was like, oh, like you didn't get that moment of like, holy fucking shit. You know what I mean? Like you didn't get that part. But then again, I'm like, I don't know, like if this is sort of setting up to what should be an amazing season two. So then I'm still I'm still going to end up giving it a six. And what I love about this, this big teaser at the end of season one is that like now um, the main character is going to England where she doesn't have to pretend to be anything right. else anymore. Right. Which is uh, which is actually kind of fascinating when you think about it, like you could have. um. Uh, Mizu. So you could have like Mizu, like, you know, wearing dresses, like in Victorian England, you know, like Dolly say yeah. so, and while still carrying a sword, it might be fucking cool. Yeah. Just saying. I mean, anything with a sword's cool. Um, one thing I did find cool. So Michael Green, who was like the the creator of the show, him and his wife, who was also a co-creator of the show, um, like during COVID, they had a baby. So she's Japanese, he's white. Yeah. The baby was came out blue eyes. And so they referred to their daughter as their blue-eyed samurai. Fucking cool as hell. Joe was born. Um, this guy, by the way, I don't know if you looked at Michael Green's like IMDb page. Like, I sure have, and I'm I'm glad that you brought this up. So yeah, say what Good some of the stuff Lord. he's done. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We'll go. Uh, American Gods executive producer. Why the Last Man, which uh, criminally underrated show, but a, a good show. Uh, he did. He wrote on Smallville, Jack and Bobby. He did a lot of lot of stuff like that. Sex in the City. Oh. In a little movie uh, <laughs> called uh, Logan, yeah, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Right, he did uh, um, Murder Murder on the Orient Express, uh, Jungle Cruise, Death on the Nile, Haunting in Venice, like all like those. Yeah, those are kind of okay. I mean, Logan but and I bet, Blade Runner. I bet the writing, I yes. bet the writing is spectacular. Yeah, right, right, on those. Right. So this guy's no fucking slouch. So and he's also the writer on Mahershala Ali's Blade coming up. Yes. So. 
this is shades of things to come, I think we're okay. This had a lot of Logan vibes to me, and that's why I was kind of thinking that Mizu was going to die like Logan did. I thought that's where we were heading. I thought she was going to fuck. She got close. And she still could. She still could. Yeah, he also did um, a ton of episodes of Heroes, which I never watched, but I bet they were the good ones. Yeah. So I love... So samurai movies, like old samurai Kurosawa movies and westerns, are like oh. always linked. Like those are yes. always linked together. Yeah. And this does such like you you nailed it. Like it does such a good job mentioning Logan, of how like it takes a western and like a samurai movie and how the same themes are there. Like um he he was was it Michael Green was yeah. talking a lot about like um uh, Clint Eastwood was a big inspiration oh, for this course. for this whole thing. So. Well, um, you know, it's also interesting. You mentioned he and his wife created the show is that I don't know if you noticed this, but at the beginning of every episode, they would alternate whose name was first. If you go yeah. back and watch it, it's like Amber, it's Amber Nuizumi, yeah. nu- nu- and then Michael Green. And they would like flip flop back and forth, which I thought was pretty, pretty sweet. But that's what makes it work. It is. Yeah. What a dream team. What a dream team. These two are for sure. But such a fascinating main character in Mizu. So not only is she half white, half Japanese, but because of uh, there weren't supposed to be any white dudes over there, any white people over right. there, they weren't supposed to be over there. And not only are they like, you know, selling guns and doing all this shit that they're not supposed to be doing, but then anytime that they would impregnate somebody that was there, like they had to get rid of those kids. And so her whole life they're like, we're looking for, uh, we're looking for a girl. We're looking for a girl, like a, like a half white, half Japanese girl. So she has to pretend to be a boy her whole life. And I mean, I guess she's convincing. Like, I don't know. Like that was one thing that I thought was interesting too, was like when she was older, like when she was a little kid, she had like the shaved head and stuff. But, and, but when she was older and the way like she would like, talk and like everybody just like assumed she was a guy and i'm like i don't know but maybe it was just because well, we followed her what, around and it has like that like strange that western stranger thing like she, she didn't talk a lot she didn't talk a lot she had her hair and, up, and she, she kind of brought hat. her voice voice down like Glasses. had a hat over yeah. her face and kind of passing and then did like the the binding yeah the breast binding, uh, chest binding yep um so it was um it was interesting to like and again to be that tortured kind of anti-hero yeah you see in a lot of like you know clint eastwood movies but she's it's it's the simplest thing in the world and some of my favorite movies or uh tv shows or books are just about revenge or vigilante justice and so her life that she had was so fucked so she's like am i i'm gonna go i'm gonna train i'm gonna fucking be get good with the sword and then i'm gonna go after these four men and i'm gonna fucking kill them and It's amazing. Again, her mom, her mom's not great. You meet her, you meet her mom along the way. And, uh, opium addict, you know? Yep. Yep. Uh, so do you think her mom is the one that turned her in or her, uh, husband? Cause they do some flashbacks in this too, which are pretty sweet. And so you, you get not only her as a kid, but you get her, she's actually married at one point and she's living out kind of like on like a farm, kind of like isolated mm-hmm. away. And then the next thing you know, people come after her. And there's like at a moment there, you're like, you're not sure if the husband or the mom routed her out. I think they both did it. <laughs> you might be right. I think, I think they both did it. Um, and 
yeah, there's like this happy reunion with her mom and like, you know, things are going kind of well. And then she, cause remember he like, they get in that like fake fight and she's like better than him. Yeah. He doesn't, he did not he care says, for that. He did not care for that. Well, I also yeah. think it, I, I think he might've done it too, only because he returns when she's fighting those guys and he just like bails. And then once he realizes that she beat him, then he comes back and he's like, no, 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 I was coming back to help. And she's like, what the fuck? Oh, she knew she was going to, he was next. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're damn right. <laughs> I was gonna come help. Why'd you run away? Like, uh, so yeah. Mizu is probably my favorite character. However, Master Eiji, the blind sword maker, awesome fucking character, and like took her in kind of like at first, like you didn't want to, but you can't blame him. But eventually, took her in, and they made swords together. And then she would train. She would see the people that he would sell swords to. She would train. He eventually, like, taught her how to make a sword. But, like, so fucking cool. Like, a guy who can't see, but yet he know he just, like, listening to it. He can make, like, the perfect sword. And their relationship was so good. And there's a moment there where she's, like, trying to explain, like, I'm not who you think I am. And he's, like, I don't want to fucking hear it or whatever. Do you think? I don't really care. Do you think yeah. he knows the truth? I know he doesn't really care, but he does. Yeah. I think he does. I think yeah. he knows... Not that she's half white, obviously, but it, I think she. Well, I he think he he might a, though a, because because born she, a woman. Yeah, but she was trying to like explain that part, and then I think when he knew who she was going after, like he might have gotten that part, and then she was about to reveal something else, and he was like, "Fucking cool it," which yeah. about like her be, her being a girl, and I think he he probably did know, but it was like, "You don't need to tell me." Well, I think the other thing too is like if you're that guy, like the less you tell me, the less I have to admit to anyone who comes looking for you. That's true. Like I don't know any of that stuff. Like yeah. I don't know that you're a you know a, a born female masquerading as a man. Like I don't need if I don't know that. Yeah. If you never told me that, I don't have to tell them that. Yeah. It's plausible deniability, right? Like the less you tell me, the better. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. Uh, we also so one of the characters that provides comedy is Ringo, and he. I think kind of played it or like he was written kind of perfect where like that kind of character could get annoying, but like to me, he didn't like, he was just, he was pretty good. And he, like the, he's, he has no hands. So like, once again, like hit between him and master EG and Mizu, like they're all trying to like overcome something. They're all trying to, you know, whatever they're like, they got dealt a shitty hand and yet they're, they're coming out on top. But I just love like his attitude. Like he's up for whatever. Like no matter what's going on against him, and uh, he just wants to be a samurai. He wants to be her apprentice. He's pretty good. I think, and he says it a couple times in the show. He just wants to be useful. Like he just yeah, wants yeah, to like yeah. be good at something. Because remember, he was like trying to make the best noodles, and then he went to the town and realized, oh, that these are what good noodles taste like, and like I can't do that. Yeah, that was pretty um, good. Or like uh, this is what it takes to be a samurai, and I can't do that. So like, yeah, there's yeah. all these things that like what one of the things that all the side characters in this too are really really good yeah um even like akemi the princess like her whole thing awesome like she has like dire teeth black that's and like, all, like who it, likes it, that like I, listen i'm not trying to tell was, you what to like and what not to like but like you want someone to dye their teeth black that's something it that was they, it was fashionable it was a thing in the 17th century in the edo period that was like a thing yeah i like ah I don't know how that would be a thing. I mean, I guess it was, but I'm just saying like, was... uh, maybe it was a contrast thing. Like a, like a Kabuki mask thing. Oh, like, yeah. the, your skin was supposed to be white. So like, it's like a contrast. Yeah, maybe um, yeah, she, she does that. 
So take uh, and even like Tygen, even talk about Tygen, who Tygen is, is yep. she was gonna be with, and then and he knows Mizu from like way back in the day, and then they fight over bully. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a fucking prick. He's a bad guy. And um, I love the scene too when the the for whom the bells toll scene when they're both getting their ass kicked and he's like he they, she just busted him out of a dungeon, yep. and he's like just fucking put me back in the dungeon. <laughs> they stopped trying to rescue me just like they, and that was such a great like there was these unintentionally like i don't know they were intentional but like you did you didn't see these funny scenes coming like Mies was trying to get through this castle like from the bottom to the top keeps getting knocked down to like the same guy and every time she like keeps like drinking water yeah and like going back like i love yeah fight scenes where like people get tired like i think of like that old boy scene all the time or like at the end of it yeah like the hammer scene where he's just like absolutely spent just done yeah, John Wick does yeah. a little bit of that. You know, John Wick. Yeah. There's the one scene in John Wick 4 where he keeps getting knocked down the stairs. But, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's one thing they do with Bizu is, like, she gets hurt a decent amount. Like, they clip her mm -hmm. with something. Or, like, um, you know, she fights the four fangs. Like, that's one big fight that she has. There's the cool shit on the cliffs. And, like, she's not at 100%. Then when she's fighting the thousand claws inside the brothel. That was fucking awesome. She gets fucking smoked early on. And then has to fight while she's like all messed up. But that was us. That was that whole setup was so good because you're like, you know, how good of a samurai is she? And so she's able to do something. She's able to go through. What a cool fucking story that was. Where they're like, you want me to rescue her? They're like, no, no, no. We want you to kill her. Like you go in there. Like it was um what uh, Madam KG's like girl yeah. who got kidnapped over there. And like you want me to rescue her? Like no, no, no. Just like fucking put her out of her misery. And then so they go over there and do the thing and do the thing yeah. like she was dead. Although yeah. she didn't really, she like shook her head when she did that. So do you think her and Mad Madam Kaji are on like the up and up? No, but like, something's up with Madam Kaji, obviously. Yeah, she and I don't think she's telling the. Full she story, isn't telling like, the full truth. Like she might have sold no. him or something because she does the thing and she's like, no, I don't like that. But then she like warmed up to Mizu pretty quick. Like, fucking yeah. save me. And she's like, yeah, I'll save you. Next snap. I was like, what the fuck? But then. And then threw out. Yeah, threw out the build. Made it look like she fell. Threw out and then goes down and sees the little kid. And she's like, just get the fuck out of here. And then she goes back to the brothel. And you're like, oh, this is all good. And I'm like, is she not going to fight these thousand claws? And then, like, it ends with, like, them knocking at the door. And like, they're all lined up in the street. You're like, oh, no, she has to fight all these guys now. And this was such a cool episode because this was weaving in the story with like her husband and how he used the the spear and then you're like how the fuck she gonna get out of this and then she turned yeah turned the sword into that spear I forget what the thing's called yeah he's like it's the best it like long, the long range. sword yeah good yeah. long range of dealing with groups oh yes oh it's and then she started just ripping them to fucking shreds awesome so good and then there's the whole thing with with Fowler who's voiced by uh, Kenneth Branagh. And Brana, Brana, yeah. and uh, like just going after him. Eventually, getting to him, and like Madame Kaji's the one that like, can get in because he's basically in like a fortress. Uh, but then mm -hmm. him like showing off the guns and everything else, and just like what chaos that is bringing. But then like her working her way up. Oh, the other good thing with her and Tegan too is like the whole thing where he's like, "I'm not gonna kill you now. Like we gotta we gotta work together now. But like yeah. I am gonna kill you. Like like there. No right. one gets to kill you but me." Right. Yeah, that's like, a good. We have a, a, good we have a pact. Yeah, like, like, I was like, like, "Fuck, okay." Like, She's like, "What? Whatever." Uh, but yeah. So now, I mean, they're they're gonna go to London, and so, cause oh, so she killed one American already. So now Fowler's the second one, and then he's like, "You don't know." Like, so Fowler could be her dad, or these other two guys could be her dad. And he's like, "You don't know how to get them." 
to now fucking throw him in a ship. And so he'll be alive and sort of the guy that she gets information from going forward. Families, right? Fucking families, dude. Families are weird. And I love that, like, everyone in this, I'm looking at the cast list right now, and every single one of the relationships that Mizu has with everybody is, like, this really complicated, yeah, very, like, like a very temperamental relationship that she has with all of these people. Yeah. Um, it's fascinating. Well, the princess, Akemi, great show, man. the princess Akemi thing you were talking about, too, was she went in there. She was in a brothel. She got, like, uh-huh. she fi- and they were all, like, making fun of her. She figured out a way to... Uh, like the manipulate the people she needed to. And then she was going to kind of solve it. She, cause then she thought her husband that she was assigned to like after the whole Tegan thing fell apart was like this really bad guy, really bad guy. turns out he wasn't. He's not bad. No, he just had a stutter. He had a stutter. And like all these stories about him were made up and she convinced like she thought she solved the whole thing. And like, she got all those awful ladies out of there. She brought the brothel girls in and then she, what she never realized was like her dad was like orchestrating all this shit. And he like completely I, fucked that whole thing up. And I love that the, she thought that Mizu was there to like save her and like take her away. And she's like, no, I'm fucking turning you in. I have no time for your bullshit. <laughs> yeah, like I'm yeah. on my own thing. Like yeah. I have no time for you. I know. Yeah. And I thought, I thought that was like, and again, I love heroes that you don't really like all mm-hmm. the time. And I like villains that you don't necessarily disagree with all the time. Yeah. And Mizu is one of those characters where you're like, that was pretty fucking cold-blooded. Yeah. But, no, it definitely okay. was. You know? And she even says, like, I don't have time for friendships or romance or business or anything. Like, yeah. I got my, I'm on, again, I'm on my own shit right now. Like, I, I kind of feel you. like, do you think in season two, if they, I don't even know if it's been picked up for season two, do you think they, like, does she wipe out the other two guys and, like, it's over? Or, like, don't you think she dies probably? She probably dies. Yeah. Like after killing them, you know, like I think that's sort of oh, yeah. a classic tale. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a happy ending. No, here, no, probably not. No. Uh, anything else on uh, Blue Eye Samurai? It's fucking great. Watch oh, great. It. You mentioned for whom the bell tolls. There, oh, there was a scene where they played. They, they legit play like one of the songs from Kill Bill, and I was yeah. like, oh shit! Like that was fucking awesome. That was pretty on the nose, but I was like, okay, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I'm like, I'll, I'll yeah. definitely take it. All right, let's get to this. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. All right, would you like to kick received a furry may also choose this time to defend a goal? Well, I teased it, so I'll take it, right? That's- so before I get there, though, so it, like, as you mentioned, thank, thank you for your donation once again. Um, we are just a hair shy of $3,000. We're almost $1,000 over our mark for the month. Hell yeah. Um, yes. We're crushing it with Movember. Um, thank you all so much again for taking the time to you know spread awareness for men's health and doing all these things as we do every month of November. So thank you all so much. It means the world to me. Um, but as I teased at the top of the show, Fargo is fucking back, man. Nice. It is back. It is exactly what you would think it would be doing. John Hamm, uh, his character in this show is like super creepy and like evil. Nice. Um, yes. Which is really real. Juno Temple is great. Um, the cast is incredible. So it's like Jennifer Jason Lee plays like Juno Temple's like mother-in-law. Awesome. And she's like a senator. Uh, John Hamm is like a, a sheriff. Uh, Joe was a Joe Keery. Yeah. Is in it. Yes. Um, yeah. and so it's, he plays John Hamm's son, which is great. So there's a, and there's some great villains here and I, it's awesome. So check it out. 
Is it takes place in like 2020 or like what is it? 2019. All right. So it is like it's a little bit more modern. Yeah. And again, it says it's based on a true story. It's not that all Fargo's do. It's not based on a true story. Yeah, so yeah. no, that's fine. Don't uh, don't Google it. It's fine. Yeah. Well, it's funny because Alan Steppenwall tweeted and I didn't click on his review because I'm like, I didn't want like any spoilers at all. But he just wrote like Fargo's back, comma, and like all these other things. And I'm like, do you mean Fargo's back? Or like Fargo's back? Because the Cranston <laughs> movies are back. Yeah, right. I didn't know. I'm like, I understand Fargo's back. Is, like, is, that, is that what you're saying? Or like, it's back, back. Um, I have two. Uh, one, I've seen all of one I just started. So I'll at least uh, recommend it for the moment. And that one would be Squid Game The Challenge. See, I have a problem with this show. I don't doubt it. I am only an episode and maybe a half. Yeah. Not even two episodes in. I do like I like competition reality shows. Not all of them. I'm a big MTV Challenge fan. And so I'm like, let me see how this goes. It was red light, green light right out of the shoot. They have 456 contestants. They fucking get whittled out of there. And, you know, they're staying in the same room in those crazy bunk beds. There's the same bathrooms. There's some fucking cool twists already. So, like, I'm definitely going to keep watching this show. So at least give it that. All right, so give it that. But here's my problem with this. The whole point of that show was that things like that are fucked and that like people doing debasing themselves for money is fucked. And yep. like yeah. and multi multi like like global like corporations running these things right. is fucked. Right. And that they're basically just like doing the opposite of the point of the show. Pretty much. So like, oh, game show? Cool. And like, no, you Here's completely a... missed the fucking point of that whole show. Like, that's evil. What you're doing is bad. Well, one, yeah. I No, that's true. That's definitely true. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it's like a British show. Like, I know Squid Game's uh, Korean uh, or yes. South Korean, but like, I they picked it. It's a British show. So it's like, it's all in English. It's not, you're not reading subtitles like Squid Game. And it's, it is from people from all over the world, right? Because I, my, yes. my wife was watching it and it's like Australian, Americans, Australian. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But they were all speaking English that I saw, but it was definitely people from all yeah. over the world. And uh, I don't know. The other thing about it is like Squid Game is very different clearly like with the people they're all they're all dying but like one thing i was thinking of is like there's a scene where they're trying to make somebody like they're, they're trying to make like a group decision right there's like four people and they all need to do the one thing and yeah. if it's three against one well in real like in a in a society you can't just beat the shit out of the fourth person <laughs> whereas like no. in real squid game you could be like dude it's three on one like do it or we're gonna fucking kick your ass like they right. can't do that so i'm like that's a little different but anyway the thing that i watched all of on amazon prime is the barry sanders documentary bye bye barry yes not bad hour and a half not the greatest documentary i've ever seen but it's barry sanders so it's highlights of barry sanders and detroit native eminem talking about barry sanders that alone i think really? should get you in yeah they enter like it's weird who they have on and then like how much they have of them on meaning like not a whole lot but eminem jeff daniels tim allen are all in it they're all like detroit guys yeah um then there's like barry sanders is in it a lot some of his like teammates are in it it's interesting and like barry sanders is one of the greatest athletes 
greatest football players, greatest anything of all time. Like it's who just bailed, right? Do they get to the point of like why he did they talk to him as to why he just Oh like, yeah. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Like kind of like I don't know if you get like the clearest answer, but like you get an answer. Like he Detroit was just um, so bad and they just like they fucked him over and like And he's just like, I'm gonna get hurt. Like eventually so he, this is gonna be bad. He for me. played from um, eighty nine to ninety nine, I believe, ten years. Which isn't that short of a career. Like ten no, years that's is a not good that short fucking of a career. Run. Yeah. And uh in ninety one they made the conference championship and like they never sniffed it after that. So it's like Yeah. This team blew. They got rid of some of their good players. They never brought in anybody good. So I can um, see what you want. One to more do. thing. So I watched a documentary. Speaking of documentaries on interesting people, it was it was a dollar ninety nine. It was ninety nine cents to rent it or a dollar ninety nine to buy it. And so I just bought it. Do you own it now. And it was it's called Smoke and Mirrors. It's the story of Tom Savini. Which is actually really Ooh, cool. I'll watch that. Um, it, it was it was a good watch. I will say this though: the content was interesting. But <laughs> I said it was interesting. The quality, the quality of the documentary. Like I could have made this thing in my sleep. That's annoying. Like the quality. Yeah. Yeah. Like the title cards are all like iMovie. Like I could yeah. have done this in my fucking sleep. Yeah. That's like annoying. put some money in. If you're gonna do like Tom like, Savini, a guy who's like do it. Yeah, like widely regarded as like one of the nicest people and like the like the coolest guy. Yeah, like ever. Like yeah. he was a Vietnam War vet. He was like best you makeup know, star, man, best, best makeup uh, artist. Yeah, effects guy ever. <laughs> like, do it right for God's sake. Yeah. You know. All right, next week I'm not sure because we're getting it. oh, and so uh, if you're just listening on the podcast, we're moving back to Sunday nights, the live stream. Although I know Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve are on Sundays, so we won't be doing those, but we'll work around that. But yeah. for going forward, we'll be on Sunday nights at 9. And um, some of the stuff we still have come up, we have Invincible, the first four episodes of season two. We have – I'm only like 50% through Spider-Man, so we're going to have to keep pushing that off. I'm not, I, was, I wasn't home all weekend, so. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Haven't played Spider-Man, but we'll get some other stuff going. And then next thing you know, we have our gear in review. Wrapping it up. The dorkies. The dorkies are coming up. We'll have to start putting together. Right around our, the corner. Putting together our lists here, and uh, we need our uh, who does our supercut? Jordan, Jordan, yeah, Jordan does the the this year in hashtag dork, which is always a good episode. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, uh, hit us up on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Subscribe all those places. Follow along at Dork Podcast. Email us your should I bought this Dork Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, Davey, promise me a million times over, you will never do another rule. Yeah, man, I'm not, I can't, I can't promise you that.